ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here we are. We did get a white Christmas this year. I thought the rain was going to wash it all away, but... uh, Temps dropped quick enough, and we kept the whites. Uh, wishing the best to everyone out uh, Buffalo way. That that storm whacked them in uh, ways completely, uh, I don't know if unexpected, but the, the aftermath upon it has been just uh, horrifying out there in western New York right now, a little bit uh, west of where our next guest, Adam Terry, calls home in the uh, Rochester area, but he is down in uh, New York City right now. So, Adam, uh, wh- where are you right now? We-, we had Mario on earlier. He was in a parking garage next to Yankee Stadium. We we just found West Durham. He was somewhere in a pub. Uh, where-, where are you at right now down in New York? Well, I'm uh, waiting for my family to get back from Central Park. Decided to do a little bit of uh, finishing up my boards here. So just taking a moment before uh, I hopped on the call with you to, to make sure that I'm ready for tomorrow. Okay. But- Sitting in the hotel at the Sheridan with the team. Okay, so what uh, what New York uh, things have you gotten up to this week? I know you've been down there a few days with the fam. Yeah, so we um, ended up driving to my parents on Christmas Day, hung out with those guys, and uh, now we've made our way down to the city, the 26th. What did we have on tap for yesterday? Um First day that we were doing it, we did uh, American History Museum, uh, uh, Natural History Museum, I should say, but uh, that was fantastic. We had a great time there, kind of wandered around, grabbed some food. This morning, uh, bright and early 7 a.m. wake-up call was the Rockefeller Center um, skating, mm-hmm. which I was going to I was gonna hop out there and show them the old pond hockey ability that I had, but... Um, a size 15 down here is not a size 15 that I wear, so uh, <laughs> unable to squeeze the foot into the uh, ice skate. But, you know, um, went and grabbed some breakfast at uh, the Carnegie Diner up near Central Park. And then my my kids and my wife headed up to Central Park, and we're just uh, bopping around up there. Um, and then we're, uh, we've got a couple other things, so... Um, the rest of the time, we got uh, Carnegie Hall tonight. We're going to watch some, some music, listen to music, listen and watch some music, I guess. I guess you could go in that direction. Yeah. Then we get the football game tomorrow. Right. That's what we're here to talk about. But the, you know, and then on Friday, the, the family goes and we're going to catch some Hugh Jackman on Broadway with the music man. So, pretty pumped up about that. All right. Uh, Mario was trying to figure out if he could uh, swing Music Man tickets uh, for, for tonight. But uh, the Terry's got the jump on it for uh, for later in the week. So, I'm sure that'll be a good show. But uh, Adam Terry with us. And, uh, Adam, uh, you know, I, I'd say maybe it's been a month, maybe a little less since uh, we talked here. And, uh, my goodness, a lot of things have happened with the Orange football team, uh, more than I would have predicted since uh, we last chatted. Uh, what, what do you make of this last uh, month, you know, wrapped up in a – a big bow here with uh, both coordinators uh, on their way out, uh, opt-outs, the transfer portal coming into play in both directions. What, what's your main takeaways from what we see in the last few weeks? Well, in my eyes, it was just a moment or it was, uh, you know, the time was coming that Tony White was going to kind of not jump ship, but get elevated into a, a bigger role. I mean, he's done a fantastic job up in Syracuse and um, he's a highly regarded guy. Um 
And he's, I think he's in a great situation going to Nebraska with Matt Rule. I mean, uh, Matt Rule has a lot of uh, Syracuse tie with uh, his former mentor in George DeLeon. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a cool kind of combination out there. And, yes, he's not here, but with Rocky Long stepping in, um, you know, you, you've, got, uh, you've got the teachers stepping in, the guy that put it all together. So that's exciting to see. And then, you know, same thing kind of happens with uh, Robert and I. When Robert and I goes down to NC State, you know, they, he, was, he was highly regarded with a lot of the defensive coaches in, um, in the schedule that Syracuse had this year. Uh, I remember talking with James Laurinaitis, the, or the linebacker coach at Notre Dame, with uh, Al Golden being the defensive coordinator out there, and they were they were singing his praises. They were they were talking uh, very highly about uh, what he's put out there and how he's packaged it. You know his success at Virginia with Brennan Armstrong, and then the development this year with Garrett Trader. So you know, and then hop down the road, and you've got a guy coming in with Jason Beck, and you know, it, is he coming in? No, he's just kind of stepping up and. You know, there's going to be um, a little bit more responsibility, but it's going to be, it's exciting. You know, you've got a young guy that's going to, uh, has been a coordinator before at a lower level. Now he's got an opportunity right now to, to kind of put his name out there. So it's exciting. I mean, it's sad that you see guys leave, but, you know, I think um, with Dino and with uh, John Wildhack, what they were able to do and put in these two, two replacements relatively quick. I think that was uh, a crucial piece. And, you know, I don't know if it really showed that much in recruiting. You know, we lost a couple big guys that uh, we had our sights on. But for the most part, I think it keeps continuity. Um, and I actually thought there were going to be more guys jumping ship than uh, what that entered the portal. But, you know, we are where we are right now, and we're looking at a, a completely different team then we started this 2022 season. Yeah, I mean, completely different. Like the the secondary, you know, was one of the things you looked at to start the season. And, you know, uh, three of the starters are, are gone for a variety of reasons here in this game. Obviously, Sean Tucker, I think we all expected that, but he's not going to play in the bowl game, nor will Matthew Bergeron. What What is this game for Syracuse, Adam? Because it feels like bowls, especially this level of bowl, has has changed in a lot of ways in the last 20 years or so. Where I feel, and you can tell, I mean, you, you played in bowl games back then. Like back then it felt like, all right, you, you got to the bowl game, you went wherever you went, you had fun, but, you know, game day, you wanted to win the game. Now it's, okay, we got to get ready for next year. We're looking at, at depth. Who's actually on the team anymore? Like, do the guys care about it or not? Are any of the coaches still here? It feels It feels like there's a lot more going into it than just playing a football game these days. Yeah, it's, it's significantly different. You know, I remember my time and, you know, my first bowl experience played in the inside.com bowl. And that's the first time that I actually thought I could play at this level was the one time in that year that I blocked Dwight Freeney. So, you know, you're a young guy, you're doing a scout team and I was able to block Dwight Freeney. It only happened once, <laughs> right? So let's not confuse this. The next time I got airlifted and I think I got sent out to uh, California by the time uh, my feet left off in Phoenix, but, you know, fast forward into the, the end of my career, it was an opportunity to kind of, um, go out on a, on a win. Unfortunately we didn't, but the way that things are right now is recruiting never stops. How I look at college football right now is there's a free agency time, just like the NFL. And that's a transfer portal. 
It's a little bit different than free agency, but I think long-term that is how the transfer portal is going to work. Um, and then you have the draft, and the draft is now the high school recruiting. Yeah. So you, you, you're out there every day, and you know it's a great, great opportunity for Syracuse to not just get down into New Jersey, but also have some Jersey recruits come up and catch a game like this. And um, what better opportunity than you know having a, a school like Bergen Catholic, which we just got two commitments from that. Guys left, one went to Nebraska, one went to Notre Dame, and now come back and are going to be part of the Syracuse team for next year. So I think that's the biggest thing right now is recruiting never stops. Opt-out, the opt-out is significantly different. Um, you know, I can see the Sean Tucker opt-out. I, I, I understand that. For me, I thought he was banged up throughout the course of the year. And at a running back position, um, it's been done before. But, you know, what I see out of a guy like Matthew Bergeron, you're going to opt out of this game and then go play in the Senior Bowl. And there's going to be some questions that need to be answered on that. And that's my um, affiliation with the Senior Bowl. I know, I know I've know, i been approached by some, some scouts and say, hey, what's going on right here? And I don't have an answer for it. But uh, I'll see him down at the Senior Bowl when I'm down there as well. And. Um, hopefully he can continue to elevate his stock and, and put himself into a situation where he's, you know, uh, second, third round draft pick. Yeah. Hey, you know, we just had West Durham on. He's talking about he's called bowl games the last few years that have had guys, and this won't happen to Matthew, but guys that opted out to get ready for the draft and then didn't even get drafted. So, I mean, it's like the, yeah. the opt-outs, are, they're running wild uh, these days. Adam Terry, our guest. I want to ask you about Nick Monroe. So Nick's going to be uh, calling the – the defense during this game, and we know this, the swag daddy has been here the whole time with, with Dino. What do you make about Nick's situation right now? Because he has been the, the loyalist of uh, lieutenants to Dino here basically for his whole time. Well, I think it's it's another great opportunity. He's now has the ability to um, go out and, and call a game, call a defensive game. I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities unless you get elevated to that next level with the stamp of approval being called the DC that you actually get to call games. So the interim tag that he has right now, which we know they're, they're not going to go forward with. Um, it's a great opportunity. And, and the way that he can go out there and recruit, he's kind of a Tony white role where um, people across the country are taking notice and it's going to be an opportunity for him um, to maybe right some of the wrongs that Syracuse had struggled with throughout the year. You're going against the Minnesota team that the ball is going to run from the quarterback's hand and then very quickly hand it off to um, Ibrahim. You know, and it's, it's one of those that they have to be able to stop the run, which they were not very successful with throughout that skid in the back half of the season. So if Nick Monroe can tile it up and they can stop the run a little bit, they're going to have a better opportunity to win this football game. And Nick Monroe will continue to turn some heads, not just on the recruiting aspect, but on the X's and O's. All right, Adam, and uh, you mentioned it. Uh, as far as actually the game here, it feels like the key for the Orange is like, can they, I don't know if stop is the right word, but can they do anything to slow down Muhammad uh, Ibrahim for Minnesota's four yards shy of 1,600 on the year. He's had a massive year, and uh, the five guys in front of him are, are pretty big guys. Like they got a they got yeah. a sizable offensive line. Where, where is Syracuse's defense, and 
able to hang into this? Because, you know, we, we saw those Clemson, the Notre Dame games back early in the year and have seen how this has gone before. Well, the luxury that they have is they only have to do it once. You know, it, it, when you were on that slide, there's a consistent theme of like, oh, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it. And then all of a sudden, now you're in a bowl game. You've had a couple weeks off. That that chatter around the organization or from the outside speaking in is is not gone, but it's it's dissipated and it's calmed down. And now you've got a guys that are getting a little bit healthier. Um, so for Syracuse right now, they're going against an offensive line that has started every single game uh, this year, and it's been since 1995 that uh, it's the first time in Minnesota since 1995 that at Minnesota, the same player in in the same position Mm. that every guy has started a game. So, you know, they have experience. They've got guys that have transferred in from big programs, and Syracuse is going to start right up the middle with Kayvon Darton, the guy that's coming into the season, uh, was a a non-scholarship guy, gets it. I rant and rave about him. I, I think he's a spark plug. I, I was able to speak to him in the uh, elevator. I don't think many of the, the guys actually know what I do. They just see the big guy on the plane sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I just asked him, hey, are you healthy? I was able to ask Bleich, hey, are you healthy, man? So, yeah, they're all healthy, and, and, and they seem like they got a little bit of a fire in them. So um, that was the interesting part that usually doesn't come in a bowl game. Usually you're like, man, let's finish out the season. But I think there's a couple guys out there that are have an opportunity to prove themselves and um, now might have a larger voice on this team. You know, when you're losing three guys out of the back end with, you know, Garrett Williams going down with injury and, you know, you look at Deuce Chestnut, Jihad Carter, you know, there's not a lot of speaking or um, – chatter from this defensive line throughout the year, but I think guys are starting to, to get a little bit more comfortable, and and hopefully a guy, a guy like Kayvon Darton can, can start speaking it, and people can follow him, because he's done a heck of a job. He's, a, he's an underrated guy, and I just can't speak more highly of his, his praise throughout the what he's been able to do in his, um, his, years, his years' worth of work. All right, Adam. Good stuff, as always. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, and uh, we'll be listening. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. I, I'm just hoping we have a better vantage point than last time that we were down here. I mean, <laughs> when when you and I were talking with Mike Tarico, we're sitting behind home plate, and yeah. usually that's uh, it's an advantageous position to watch a Yankees game, but not probably the best to call a football game. Uh, the the two previous pinstripe bowls, uh, that's exactly where you'll be sitting. So I don't know if anything's changed, but <laughs> I, I don't have good news to deliver on that front, unfortunately, for you. Yeah. We're, 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 hey, we're put, we're trying. We're trying. We're yeah. trying to get somewhere else on the field, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, if not, then we'll be calling it from there, and uh, we'll doing the best with our binoculars that we can. All right, and if so, we'll blame Paulie because that's always the easiest thing to do. All right, Adam, we'll catch you later, my friend. Yeah. All right, man. Adam Terry, we'll take a break. Come back and uh, wrap up the show. Wrap up the year after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.